right, well, good morning, apes, and happy Monday to everybody. I don't know if it ever really is a happy Monday, but we're at least going to pretend like it is and put a nice bright smile on our faces here because we are live once again with the Daily Peel live stream. Coming at you guys from the Daily Peel Global Headquarters. No special places to travel to today, but of course, still wanted to come on, say hi, see what's up, see what's going on, how your weekend was and everything. And of course, give you guys an update on what's going on in markets today. So today is, it is a beautiful Monday here, January 8th, 2024, 1121 AM. We're coming at you a little bit earlier here today. Uh, you guys know how bad I am at scheduling things at this point. So a little bit off from our usual time, but hey, still wanted to come on and say hi. So of course, we're going to be going over everything market related that happened over uh, before the weekend on Friday of last week that's influencing movements here today. So as you guys can see, we're off to a decently strong start for everything besides with Dow Jones this morning. Looks like tech stocks are kind of leading the way once again. Is anybody surprised? Absolutely not. NASDAQ is already up over 1%. Uh, even small caps are getting in on the gains up almost a full percent already. So definitely looking like a good day for them so far. But let's go ahead over into the daily peel and talk about what was going on uh, on Friday leading into today's movements and, of course, all the fun stuff that happened this weekend. This is daily peel number 621 for you guys. So, of course, the big news going into the weekend was the jobs report. We're going to dive into that. Not going to spoil anything here now. Then, of course, we did get some major movements from some big-name stocks as well that we'll be going over here for you guys. Uh, some jumpy moves and some very strong moves to the downside, at least in this edition here today. Can't wait to shit all over those companies. That's our favorite thing to do. And then, of course, you guys have seen the Stanley Baldy. You probably already own one, too, as well. If you're in the demographic of about 16 to 30 years old, you probably own two or three of them already. So... We'll be diving into those and how ridiculous this uh, obsession consumer crazes over these water bottles. But hey, definitely some fun stuff going on today. All right. So let's dive in and go ahead and take a look at exactly what's going on. Uh, so, of course, it's a great time to be alive. 2024 has been a crazy year so far. We're barely even a week into it, thankfully. Um, you know, the only person that I would not want to be right now is Stephen Hawking more so than anybody else. RIP to him, great scientist and everything. Would be a super tough time to be alive if you are him, but hey, those memes have been crazy, so we're very here for it. While the 2024 meme market is doing very well, the equity market hasn't been doing so well. Today, it looks like it's going to be bucking that trend a little bit, but we certainly hope to continue that going forward. We actually did get some real performance on Friday from the WSO Alpha portfolio. We managed to rise about 30 basis points thanks to some uh, new and hefty trades that we actually placed. So definitely go in and check that out if you're interested in following along and uh, losing, making money right alongside us. All that fun stuff going on. We had some wild movements from the 10-year, 2-year yield as well. Uh, some very strong spikes, at least on Friday. Turned out to be a whole big nothing burger because things basically finished exactly where they started. Two-year around 4.4%, while the 10-year is yielding right around 4.05%. Let's go over some of the headlines for the day as well. So this was something we couldn't get into too much because it dropped on like Sunday evening, but it's 100% what we're going to be covering tomorrow. Looks like there's going to be a new budget in place to keep the U.S. government operational after that February 2nd Groundhog Day deadline. Should be interesting to see exactly what goes on there because I'm sure they're going to find some kind of a way to fuck it up. We just don't know exactly what that's going to be yet. Peloton shares have been ripping once again. These partnerships are really keeping them alive. The newest one is with TikTok and ByteDance, of course, so that's some great stuff to see. JP Morgan, they are either absolutely insane, high on meth, or smoking crack, or whatever it is, to say that we have over a, over a trillion dollars left in excess savings. Uh, certainly don't know if that's true, but hey, that's what the chart says right there. Go ahead and dive into that a little bit more and let me know what your opinions are. Now, 
there were some cool charts also published in this CNBC article right here. If you're going to click one of these links, I definitely check out this one because that kind of sets you up well for exactly what happened in 2023 in terms of macro market performance. It gets it kind of situated for going into this year so that we could hopefully lose a little bit less money than we're used to. I mean, at least that would be great. We all know that's not going to be very likely for me, but maybe it will be for you guys. All right, let's go ahead and check out the jobs report. So needless to be said at this point, because I'm sure you guys have all heard, but the jobs report was incredibly strong for the month of December. Let's scroll back up to the top of this report and get the headline information. So non-farm payroll employment increased 216,000 in December. That was much stronger than expected, much stronger than October and November numbers as well. As we can see here, the unemployment rate, despite kind of uh, becoming a little bit strong, despite these job additions coming in stronger than expected, unemployment rate is still ticking up. That's largely to do with the labor force participation rate in the population to uh, kind of employment participation ratio. We go ahead and scroll down a little bit. We can see exactly what's going on there. There were some changes in the so labor force participation and the employment to population ratio decreased 0.3% in December, but it really wasn't much of a change for all of 2023. But that is largely why we're seeing the unemployment rate tick up despite uh, a lot of these, you know, job additions or monthly job numbers coming in a lot stronger than expected. Either way, the unemployment rate was still at 3.7%. That officially means that it is the longest streak literally since now that we've had uh, unemployment below 4%. Has not happened since the 1960s and early 1970s, uh, back in the day when, you know, the CIA was killing our presidents and all that other fun stuff that was going on. As we can see down here, the government uh, kind of gave us the alley-oop on this one, adding 52,000 jobs. That is your tax dollars at work right there. So at least they're going to something. But healthcare, social assistance, construction, all in great months as well. And overall, in 2023, we can see that there was about 2.7 million job additions added uh, for the full year. That's a slight decrease, or actually a major decrease, excuse me, of 2 million from 2022 which typically would be considered a pretty bad thing, but considering how absolutely insane the labor market has been, really isn't too bad overall. And that's kind of what we get into down below. So seeing the labor market is a little bit harder than expected, definitely isn't a great sign for the whole J-Pow side of things. He obviously wants you to be poor and unemployed so that inflation chills out a little bit. We certainly don't want you to see like that, but hey, that's what Jerome Powell is out here doing. He wants you to be poor. Just keep that in mind, uh, you know, with everything else going on in the economy. Now, the big trillion dollar question is, is this a long-term kind of sustainable reheated labor market or is things going to kind of continue to chill out? This is just a blip in the data because uh, like we always say, it's all about the direction much more so than the level itself. The fact that we're surprising to the upside on job additions and wage growth is definitely much of a surprise to what the FOMC was expecting. We do have the first meeting of 2024 at the end of this month, so I'm sure j is going to function up as he always does there. We'll see exactly what goes on and of course, keep you guys updated. Now let's get into some uh, big movements of the day. Elanco Animal Health. You guys love your pets. I certainly love my pet, but so does Stiefel Analyst because they went ahead and bumped up their, uh, they basically upgraded their view on Elanco Animal Health. This is a healthcare pharmaceutical stock for animals, for pets and livestock and other shit like that. Uh, they basically bumped up their rating saying that it's undervalued in comparison to competitors like Idex Labs and uh, what's the other one, Zoetis as well. Uh, so it's always great to see. I mean, we love the pets, love to make money right alongside them. But unfortunately, these absolute bums that live in my house, and I'm sure yours as well, can't pay for themselves. So that is something that we're all going to be paying for going forward. I'm sure it's going to become just as expensive as it is for humans over time. But 
Definitely uh, a strong way to end the week for Alanco. Then we head down into Constellation Reds, one of the coolest stocks out there because they're all about drugs and alcohol. And I mean, what's more fun than drugs and alcohol, am I right, guys? Especially when you're trading big money, like I know all you apes are doing out there. So obviously this stuff is super cool, and it was even cooler to see them come out and beat their earnings expectations. At least on the bottom line, they missed on the punishment too much, showing a bit of a divergence from most Q3 earnings reports. Essentially, what we've been seeing at Q3 a lot of the time is that a sales miss has been worse than a bottom line miss. That wasn't the case for Constellation Brands. Uh, definitely some interesting moves and certainly helped out on the WSO Alpha side of things. So be sure to go ahead and check that out as well. Now, these stocks on the, on the What's Rotten today got absolutely massacred on Friday. The market was completely unrelenting for names like Medical Properties Trust and Agilon Health. Both healthcare names, definitely a tough scene. Uh, should have been in the animal healthcare space like a Lanco, but I guess they're working with humans. Medical properties trust. This is absolutely batshit insane, if you ask me. But essentially, this company is just not getting paid rent by one of their largest tenants. If I wasn't to pay my rent, I would have the landlord, the SWAT team here, fucking knocking on my door immediately, uh, just for missing a couple thousand dollar payment. But when something like medical properties trust is fifty million dollars in arrears in terms of their rental. Nobody even cares. Medical Properties Trust even lended them $60 million to get them through these tough times. I mean, I guess it is a hospital operator, so it's a little bit different. They're actually doing good for the world. We all know that's the furthest thing from what I'm doing. So maybe it's fine to give them a little bit of that wiggle room. But still, that was absolutely crazy to see. The market almost threw up at that decision, sending shares down 29%. Then, of course, we have Agilent Health, who got just as brutalized. They were another victim of market violence, down 28.56% to end the week. Uh, very much like stubbing your toe or then going to get your entire leg amputated. Agilent Health investors reacted incredibly strongly to a very minor reduction in sales target. The previous range was about 4.31 to 4.32 billion. Agilent went ahead and dipped that down to 4.3 to 4.31 billion in terms of their overall sales and revenue expectations for 2023. Both of those are well below the 4.6 billion estimate uh, that the market has in place right now. So, Obviously, markets needed to cut this company by more than a quarter of their value. Absolutely ridiculous reaction, if you ask me. But the fact that the CEO, Tim Bentley, was leaving as well could add a little bit more worry into the mix as well. Never great to see CFO dip out immediately after giving a reduction in sales targets. Usually not a great sign, but we'll see how that plays out going forward. Then, of course, we do have a new gold rush going on in the U.S. economy. Uh, it's kind of like those Black Friday videos that we used to see back in the day of people literally squaring up over like a PS4 or PS5 or whatever the fuck it is. Essentially, that's what's going on in targets across America right now over these Stanley Cups that look a little bit like this. That probably looks super familiar to you. Uh, Stanley, this is a bit of a kind of a nothing company. Nobody really paid attention to it for the first 110 years of existence. They make drinkware, a whole bunch of other random shit, and they're kind of famous for this like baby barf green color that they put all over everything. It's absolutely disgusting if you ask me, but of course I do own one of these bottles now. Shout out to Grandma Murphy for getting me that for Christmas. Uh, always great to see. But getting back to the story. So CNBC came out with their own projections on the numbers of uh, that Stanley is actually making from this. And essentially what they're saying here, I'll scroll in a little bit so that we can all read this together. So with every new color Stanley rolled out, sales continued to just absolutely blow up. So once they bailed out of that baby buff green exclusivity, they actually started to drive some sales. So 73 million in 2019 was pretty normal for what they'd make historically. That jumped up to 94 million in 2020, then more than double to 194 million in 2021 as we all became conscious of how important drinking water is. Uh, personally, I didn't even know that that was still a thing that you had to do beyond age like six. But either way, Everybody wants to stay hydrated these days. We saw that jump even more in 2022. 
more than doubled again to $402 million. Now they're estimating that it's going to be about $750 million in total sales in 2023 because everybody is absolutely freaking out over this bottle. Definitely check out this uh, link right here to see the scenes going on at Targets across America. Basically, everybody and their mother, literal mothers, are going in there and battling each other for these bottles. I think it was uh, kind of bigger going into the holiday season because it was a super easy gift to get to people that you don't actually like or care about. So you can just kind of buy one of these things. So maybe that's why my grandmother bought it for me. That probably is. And I mean, personally, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but either way, it's about a $50 water bottle. And you would think that it would be giving you the cure for cancer for everything, uh, for the popularity and the kind of craze that's going on around this thing. We certainly can't get enough of them. I'm pretty sure I have four or five in my house at this point already. But it's absolutely crazy to see that going on. Like we said, $750 million. That is a more than 10x in overall revenue in just about four years. Four fiscal years from the $73 million made in 2019 to $750 million estimated in 2023. Absolutely ridiculous. If this was a publicly traded stock, it's not like we would have made money on this thing because I'm sure it would have moved before any of us actually noticed. But still, I like to tell myself that I would have gotten in on those gains, even though we all know that's probably not true. Now, the only question is going forward, how long will this craze last? Do you have one yet? What color do you have? These things are so Instagrammable, so you definitely got to go ahead and check that out. Uh, what's, the product, uh, what's the next product that's going to get us to that status symbol level? All good stuff to be wondering going forward, and let me know if you guys have any ideas or any guesses going forward. And, of course, to finish up the day, what better way to end it than with a quote from uh, Professor Cold Takes, Professor Scott Galloway here. Consumers don't want more choice. They want to be more confident in the choices presented. And so when they're seeing these water bottles all over Instagram, all over everywhere, they look across social media, it's safe to say that they're going to be pretty confident in buying one of those things as long as they get that right color. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us here today. I know we came on a little bit earlier than expected, so some of you might have been missing out. Uh, obviously, love to see the comments going on. Hello to everybody out there. Let's see if we have any questions that I can address. Uh, let's see. Let's see. To, to do yeah it doesn't look like any questions but thank you guys very much for the comments and everything else going on out there we hope to see you guys tomorrow and uh like i said happy trading thanks again guys bye now and thanks to you my listeners at wall street oasis if you have any suggestions whatsoever please don't hesitate to send them my way patrick at wallstreetoasis.com and until next time